The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and P&G's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Greetings. This is It Could Happen Here. I'm Garrison Davis, and this episode, I will once again be talking about the Defend the Atlanta Forest Project. Last month, I released two episodes totaling like three hours in content uh, discussing the movement from its inception up until the current state of affairs at time of recording, which was like early May. If you want background on this uh, really interesting and vital piece of resistance that's happening in Atlanta, Georgia, then I would recommend you at least attempt to check out the the juggernaut of audio, which is that two-parter. Uh, long story short, there's this police training facility that the Atlanta Police Foundation and other corporate interests in the city are trying to build on one of the city's last remaining like massive swaths of, of a continuous forested land. On an adjacent piece of forested land, a movie studio called Black Hall is trying to expand their soundstage onto a whole other section of the woods. The joint projects of the police training facility dubbed Cop City and the Black Hall Studios soundstage expansion 
threaten hundreds of acres of the largest continuous piece of the Atlantic Forest located in southwest DeKalb County. The area is often referred to as the Lungs of Atlanta and produces a massive amount of tree canopy in the city and is a wonderful little ecological spot. I was lucky enough to visit in late April to help in putting together those those two episodes. And a lot of a lot a lot has happened since then. Uh, coming off the success of getting Reeves Young to cease work on the Cop City project, I felt like there was this sense of renewed optimism regarding the potential of actually winning. On the other hand, in just during the week before the week of action, attempts by cops to enter the forest increased, and there was talk of increasing crackdowns against the forest defenders by local law enforcement who also announced that they called in the FBI to assist them. Which leads us to the week of action. On the morning of May 9th, uh, which was a Monday, uh, barely a day into the week of action, a bulldozer was brought into the Atlanta forest. Uh, this is based on reporting by the great folks at the Atlanta Community Press and other on-the-ground reports from forest defenders posted by the Defend the Atlanta Forest account, and scenes.no blogs. So around 9.30 a.m. Monday morning, people inhabiting the Walani Forest woke up to the sounds of trees going down and metal machinery. A bulldozer marked with Dodd Drilling LLC, accompanied by two DeKalb County cops, had bulldozed a path through the forested Entrenchment Creek Park directly adjacent to the old Atlanta prison farm. The parkland is currently under threat by the Black Hall Studios' soundstage development. The Dodd drilling bulldozer destroyed a significant swath of forests, injuring plants and animals in its path. When people learned about this, around 40 folks quickly mobilized and gathered around the bulldozer, confronting the project managers and the police officers on the scene. Those gathered shouted at the workers and cops to go home and declared that this is a public park. When the two DeKalb County police who were protecting the bulldozer were confronted, it was revealed that they were actually working as off-duty uniformed private security, seemingly taking orders from the construction management. The management, who wore vests labeled Contour Engineering and Dodd Phillips, claimed that they were not working for Black Hall Studios. Who, who knows if that's true or who they might be working for then? Georgia state law does permit off-duty police officers to be hired along with their uniforms, service weapons, and vehicles by private companies for their own purposes. The police expressed that they were not aware that they were in a public park, along with the bulldozer they were protecting, uh, and faced with a confident group of responders intent on defending the forest from further destruction, police and the construction management quickly made the decision to retreat from the woods. The off-duty cops had called in reinforcements from DeKalb County. Seven more DeKalb County vehicles showed up, but by the time the extra police arrived, workers were driving the bulldozers back into the parking lot. The police were persuaded to leave by the actions of intelligent people acting quickly and collectively in defense of the land. The forest defenders then escorted the cops and the workers out of the park and made sure the destruction of the woods had truly ceased. Police scanners reported that vehicles transporting the bulldozer faced a barrage of rocks and had their windshield smashed. Entrenchment Creek Park is still a public park and property of DeKalb County under a civil court injunction. 
The pending case prevents construction or clearing by Black Hall Studios. Later that same day, a group of around 40 people marched to the home of Shepard Long, the principal of Long Engineering, an engineering firm subcontracted to do surveying and other pre-construction work on the Atlanta Police Foundation's Public Safety Training Center, uh, which we call Cop City. The group rallied for about 10 minutes outside Shepard Long's home and was demanding that Long Engineering sever its contract with the Cop City project. One of the group members read aloud a statement directed to Shepard Long, which I will play the audio of here. Atlanta is a city in a forest with the most tree coverage of any urban city in America. If you continue to work with Frostfield and Gorey, the entire city will experience worse floods, higher temperatures, and smog-filled afternoons. You have the power to stop that. This proposed military training compound is in the nucleus of a culturally rich black community full of churches, preschools, and community centers. Dozens of children and grandparents have lived there for years. If you continue to work with Brassfield and Gorey, our streets and backyards will be filled with shootings, explosions, and tear gas. We want our children and neighbors to be able to breathe clean air and experience the vastness of the Atlanta forest, not to be victims of a domestic war zone. You have the power to stop that. We are here to fight for the future of our city, our children, our neighbors, and our planet. We hold no ill will towards you personally. We just want you to make this one right decision. We know Long Engineering has many other contracts with many other companies. We are only here to ask you to drop this one company, Brassfield and Gorey, until they drop their contract with the Atlanta Police Foundation. The group distributed flyers alerting neighbors to the work of Shepard Long and what his company was doing in DeKalb County. After about 10 minutes, the group quickly dispersed without incident. The next day, there's a lot of other events related to the week of action. There was a security culture workshop, an activist primer about building a collective understanding of ways to keep us all safe from imprisonment and government repression. There was a night of hip-hop and punk at a local radical venue that served as a benefit show for the forest defense. Other random events throughout the week of action included stuff like clothing swaps, bike rides through the forest, yoga in the park, plus daily breakfast and dinners, history talks, art parties, wood walks, skill shares, and a sick night rave, along with, you know, forest tours and much more. So that's just two days of the week of action, um, the Monday and the Tuesday. Uh, when we get back from this ad break, I will get into what happened on Wednesday. And then, and then Thursday, you know, we're going to go through it linearly. Um, despite my criticisms of linear time, we will go through this in a linear fashion because that's how formatting this episode was easiest. Anyway, uh, here's some ads. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. 
With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information. But what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And we are back talking about the Defend the Atlanta Forest week of action. So... Just after 10 a.m. on Wednesday, May 11th, two DeKalb County Park police entered the forest to inspect the path created by the bulldozer that previous Monday. As they were exiting the forest, forest defenders ambushed them by throwing rocks and bottles at their vehicles and smashing the car's windows. At noon, so like two hours later, a van marked Law Enforcement Department of Juvenile Justice pulled up into the parking lot of Entrenchment Creek Park. It's worth noting that the area of Entrenchment Creek Park and the forested area on the Atlanta prison farm has, like, two child prisons on it. Uh, we talked more about those in the, in the two-part series uh, from last month. But anyway, so this van marked 
Department of Juvenile Justice pulled up into the parking lot inside Entrenchment Creek Park. About an hour later, the van was attacked suddenly by a barrage of rocks and multiple tires were slashed. The van attempted to escape but was left stranded in the parking lot until DeKalb police were able to escort it out. Police were nervously walking backwards in order to keep their eyes on the tree line where they knew forest defenders would be watching them at every moment. Multiple police vehicles were damaged. Nobody was detained or arrested. Portions of that report came from scenes.noblogs.org. Earlier that same day, like early in the morning, uh, around 40 people visited the home of Keith Lanier Johnson Jr. in Kensaw, Georgia. Keith is the eastern regional president of Brassfield and Gorey. Brassfield and Gorey are the current general contractor on the Atlanta Police Foundation's Cop City project. Flyers were posted around the neighborhood, past the low barrier, fencing around the gated community. An anonymous statement released online at scenes.noblogs read, quote, Now that Keith is no longer busy on the board of the Mount Perrin Christian School, it seems he is now managing the $142,000 of fines levied against his employer for safety and wage theft violations. He's also overseeing the destruction of grave sites, leveling of a vital tree canopy, and the militarization of the American police force. It is for those reasons that community members went to his home at 6 a.m. We hope that Keith is able to convince the two owners, currently sitting comfortably back at home in Birmingham, that the current Atlanta Police Foundation contract is untenable and there is an urgent need to cancel it. It could turn out that Keith personally is carrying to Brunt the pressure for his boss's decisions. Brassfield and Gorey will eventually drop the Cop City project. Anonymous groups are developing new methods for disincentivizing the project. The next day, on May 12th, a tightly packed crowd of around 80 masked protesters converged on the Brassfield and Gorey Atlanta office. In broad daylight, people holding banners and launching fireworks arrived at the building, and force defenders covered the side of the office with Stop Cop City graffiti and chanting, We'll be back as they left. Unicorn Riot reported that five people were arrested following the action and booked on several charges, including some felonies. Charges were including riot and criminal damage to property and, quote, terroristic threats and acts. I know that some, but possibly not all, people's charges got dropped, and the listed bond amount for some individuals was extremely high, getting up to around $50,000 just for an individual. Nearing the end of the week of action, on Saturday, May 11th, a march to defend the forest took the streets in East Atlanta Village, led by local preschoolers. There were some really nice signs and artwork done by kids. The Defend the Forest Twitter account posted some beautiful photos of kids' protest signs that uh, says, Forest is life and love you trees. Stop! Never cut down the trees! Uh, along with very, very good art. Uh, it was very, very pleasant to see. Uh, a few hours later, another march through Atlanta to stop Cop City drew around 200 protesters. After about an hour of marching, the crowd returned to Freedom Park, where they were then attacked by police without warning. Dozens of cop cars pulled up and police helicopters loomed overhead. Armored cops were arresting people on the sidewalks for marching on the streets, for playing drums, or for just standing in the wrong place. Atlanta police and Georgia State Patrol officers assaulted, shoved, and tackled multiple people, deployed tasers, and threatened neighbors who filmed the arrests. 
One person violently arrested was taken to the hospital for treatment. The Defend the Forest Twitter account posted, quote, at least 17 arrests tonight by Atlanta Police Department. Spirits high as the forest raves and the encampment grows. Outside the forest, many stand vigil at the jail, welcoming arrestees as they are released. We are strong together. The forest unites us. The cops cannot divide us. Atlanta police say that the march was in violation of pedestrian laws, which is why they charged and started assaulting people on the sidewalk. And that wraps up some of the week of action stuff. I know there was a lot more things that happened, but trying to cram it all into a tight package was challenging. So that that was the general general week week of action vibes. But there is there's more. We still we still have like half the episode to go because a lot a lot else has happened in in the days since then. In the early morning on Monday, May 16th, a week after the bulldozer descended on the forest accompanied by off-duty cops acting as security, a home associated with Dodd Drilling LLC was painted with slogans including Dodd Drilling Stay Out, Stop Cop City, and Drop APD. A message for the homeowner associated with Dodd Drilling was released, which you can read the full version of online at scenes.noblogs.org. I'll read some portions of it here. Quote, Last Monday, a bulldozer with your logo forced its way into the Walani Forest and left a 100-foot trail of destruction in its wake. Forest defenders responded quickly with rocks and rage, but some damage was already done. Despite having no permit, you allowed Atlanta police to use your equipment to intimidate and injure the forest and its residents. Today, you know what it's like to have your space invaded. You came into our home, so we came to yours. Your private property is not as private as you may think. We demand that you stay out of the Walani Forest and stop working with Atlanta police and Cop City contractors. To all others who would support Cop City, it might have more costs than you anticipate, financial and otherwise. Many creatures care deeply about this forest and are prepared to defend it. Any partner of the APD or contractor for Cop City is our enemy and a potential target. The Walani Forest is not dying. It is being killed, and those who are killing it have names and addresses. A list of local Atlanta evildoers is available at StopReevesYoung.com. The next day, on Tuesday, May 17th, Atlanta police, backed by other state and federal law enforcement, including DeKalb Police, Georgia State Patrol, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, and the FBI, raided the South Atlanta Forest. The raid came just days after the week of action, which brought hundreds to the Atlanta forest to participate in workshops, plant gardens, watch films, and protest at the homes of developers plotting the forest's destruction. Shortly after the scheduled events ended, police gathered their forces to raid the forest encampment. Police started staging at around 9am on Tuesday, May 17th, and started coming in at around 10am. Force defenders started mobilizing and calling for support. Cops blocked off the roads leading to the forest access points and told drivers stuck at the blockade that, quote, were opening up the site for construction. Soon, cops started arresting protesters that gathered in Entrenchment Creek Park and towed any car on the streets outside of the park. A helicopter circled the forest trying to track the movement of forest defenders under the cover of the tree canopy. Police near occupied trees were heard talking about, quote, flushing out people inside treehouses. 
In the face of militant resistance, police did manage to cut down trees and destroyed multiple tree houses, destroyed forest defenders, personal belongings, and other protest infrastructure set up by the land defenders, all in an effort to allow contractors to begin development of the $90 million Cop City project. On Twitter, the Defend the Atlanta Forest account posted, quote, Reports that the Atlanta police and Georgia State Patrol are chainsawing in an area of the old Atlanta prison farm where people have occupied trees to defend the forest. Dozens of forest defenders moving in groups all over the woods throughout the raid. No arrests inside the forest reported so far, only from the perimeter at the public park. Police seem unwilling to pursue people through the forest. SWAT rifles trained on forest defenders occupying a treehouse to stop Cop City. The Defend the Forest Twitter account also posted a video of a semi-truck packed full of building supplies headed into the north boundary of the proposed Cop City site where police were raiding the forest defense occupation. I'm going to do a little quote from Unicorn Riot who reported on the police raid. Quote, According to police, those committed to defending the forest put up a fight, pelting the officers with rocks, and what appeared to be a Molotov cocktail was deployed along a fence line. In the wake of the raid, a truck barricade constructed months ago to protect those occupying the forest from police incursions showed signs of having been set on fire. Flaming barricades are a common tactic used by protesters around the world to push back against police, unquote. Eventually, police let media enter a small contained area on the other side of the blockade. Police wanted to talk with the multiple press outlets that had gathered near the site in an attempt to gain control of the media narrative. Atlanta Police Deputy Chief Sheerbaum, and yes, that's how I'm pronouncing it, I've no idea how it's actually said, but I think it's Sheerbaum, held an interview staged by the Public Affairs Office. Overall, the goal seems to be to control the media narrative by painting police as the heroes and the protesters as a very small group of outside agitators. After getting the statement from police, most media left the scene while the blockades were still up on both sides of the forest access road. Deputy Chief Sheerbaum said that police escorted contractors into the forest and preliminary work was being done. Police later specified that they were at the site to accompany contractors tasked with removing some temporary illegal structures that were set up by protesters and that, quote, no one was hurt. Media framed the raid and subsequent arrests as the police cracking down on a group of violent outside agitators. Cops giving statements like, quote, we will not be deterred by the acts of a few that do not represent our community. And with local news covering the incident like, quote, Several protesters were arrested after they threw a Molotov cocktail at police as officers raided a camp on the grounds of the planned Atlanta Police Department's training facility, unquote. Even though the arrests took place in a completely different section of the woods, where protesters were gathered openly in a public park, and actually happened before the cocktail was thrown, yet there was a lot of attempts to link the arrests to the Molotov cocktail. But, you know, media, media just do that. And they gobbled up the story of, 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 the, of the cocktail and of the outside agitators attacking Atlanta police, and it's not representing our community. Eight people were arrested and faced charges ranging from criminal trespassing to police obstruction. Despite attempts by police to paint the movement as the work of, quote, outside agitators, while also working alongside a, a growing list of out-of-town law enforcement organizations, 
the movement to oppose Cop City has been directly rooted within a broad localized opposition, whether that be with Atlanta-based organizations fighting against gentrification, local chapters of climate change protest organizations, or just anonymous individuals that reside across Atlanta, or the indigenous people who have ancestral connections to the land. Hours after the raid, there was a Atlanta community press conference put on at Entrenchment Creek Park. And I'm going to read a statement that somebody gave at the press conference. Quote, This is an attempt to demoralize a vibrant and diverse movement led by local community members against the replacement of the largest urban tree canopy in the United States with the largest police training compound in the United States. The police will attempt to depict this movement as a small group of hardline activists. We are all neighbors of the forest. We are intelligent people who know that the future of the world is on fire and who are determined to act and to defend what remains to sustain life in this city and on this planet. The city is only going to get hotter. Rent is only going to get more expensive. Food and gas prices are only rising. The city has no answers for this except for a more militarized police force. You can't prop up a free society with violence alone. The next day, protesters from Saturday's Stop Cop City march had court, and all of their charges were dropped. Atlanta police is just desperate to get a good boogeyman to blame any potential uprising on, and they're not being super successful in letting any of these charges stick. There was this really great point made by this person named Adi Kali. I'm just going to quote from a thread they posted, quote, 37 arrests were made in relation to the decentralized Defend the Atlanta Force movement over the past weeks, mostly for made-up jaywalking charges. But only 12 had their legal identities revealed to corporate media and right-wing doxers. Why? All 12 protesters who were doxed these past couple of weeks were said to be from out of state. When journalists asked if other protesters had Georgia residences, answers were denied. The answer to why is simple. These 12 currently possessed out-of-state IDs and appeared white-passing. The other 24 arrestees might not necessarily fit these categories. Notice that right-wing troll Andy No omitted the ages of the arrestees who are not in their 20s as well. This is yet another iteration of the outside agitator narrative and an attempt to delegitimize resistance while denying local agency. Unquote. Police are continuing to target Stop Cop City protesters with extremely high bails. Just getting nine protesters released during one week cost over $100,000. So please, if you're able to, consider donating to the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. There will be links in the description. So that was the raid that took place a few weeks ago. Six treehouses were destroyed. And those treehouses weren't just like tree sits to defend the forest. Those were also like people's homes like that, that that's where people were living uh so six six of those were destroyed multiple force defenders personal belongings were stolen or, or just dismantled and decimated by the cops and overall the the raid was pretty bad i mean it, it kind of it kind of sucked um <laughs> we will talk about what has happened since the raid when we come back from a little at break The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! 
private. Put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride. Raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, we are back. After the raid, uh, officers from Atlanta Police Department's Zone 3 field investigations team discussed using deadly force against protesters if they used Molotov cocktails to defend themselves from a raid, according to scanner audio publicized by activists. Listen closely for like 30 seconds to hear their conversation discussing deadly force. It's a good thing we didn't get our credentials today. I don't do well with fire. 
Oh, yeah, right? Told you. Deadly Force Encounter. Wait, what are we doing with fire? That's why I brought it up. I was saying as long as we're all on the same page, Molotov Cocktails, Deadly Force Encounter. You liar. Hey, they was throwing rocks and cocktails at them at the, uh, on Key Road. I saw the picture of the, uh, the treehouse they had up there. They had cars, like, on its side to stop the people from coming in. Are you serious? That is crazy. Is this the uh, protest against Cop City? Sure is. So I'm just going to reread one little section in case it was hard to hear. Quote, I told you, deadly force encounter. That's why I brought it up. As long as we're on the same page, a Molotov cocktail is the deadly force encounter. Unquote. So a deadly force encounter is a situation where officers are legally allowed to shoot to kill. Basically, what this scanner audio insinuates is that police are preparing or thinking about just killing people when Molotov cocktails are deployed. So that's a thing. Also, it's a little interesting that police themselves refer to the project as Cop City. But yeah, keeping track of scanner audio has been a big part of the not on the ground portion of the movement. It's being able to track police communications, police locations, all using open source information. And cops are really scared and paranoid when it comes to stuff around the forest and just don't seem to be able to grasp the idea of a decentralized resistance movement that is capable of a diversity of tactics, including militant ones. There's this uh, other scanner audio that was released displaying Atlanta police's uh, ignorance, cowardice, and paranoia related to what they believe is a group dubbed Black Flag Atlanta. Hey, you guys gotta be careful. They had a, um, uh, two DeKalb guys were sitting in a van and they, uh, they attacked the van or, you know, knocked the windows out and flattened the tires and stuff. But there's supposed to be a group called a Black Flag Atlanta that are uh, targeting police, and they have an app and stuff that can uh, monitor our vehicles, and it shows where patrol cars are uh, sitting at uh, with live updates. And, uh, you know, you know they could be jumping the fence, planting something, or, you know, set a trap, or damage property inside the range. You said they got an app. What's the name of that app? Just go back there and find it, but the, uh, the group is called Black Flag Atlanta. So the so-called group that police refer to as Black Flag Atlanta is likely just referring to a hobbyist website that simply collects on-the-ground reports and open-source police scanner information. The website's an open resource for anyone to use. It's not a group of people. It's just a random online tool that lets you listen to scanner audio. The, the cops mention that they're afraid because of the actions of some anonymous individuals who surrounded a law enforcement vehicle and damaged it while officers were inside, just sitting terrified, and then did the same to a juvenile detention facility van. I discussed the details of that direct action uh, earlier in this episode, when anonymous people threw rocks and slashed tires of those law enforcement vehicles. Quoting from an anonymous statement on scenes.noblogs, quote, the cops believe that Black Flag Atlanta is a group that tracks and monitors cops and their locations around the forest and works to attack them. This is laughably wrong. Rather than understanding that our power comes from open source intelligence, horizontal organizing, and transparency, they have conjured up a shadowy organization that organizes hits on police officers and publishes their targets right beforehand. Unquote. Cops really just don't seem to have a clue on what's, what's actually going on. Um, 
or how any types of decentralized infrastructure works or how movements are really operated. It is an interesting thing to see, but scared cops are also dangerous cops, as we just mentioned about them planning to use lethal force if there's a Molotov cocktail in the area, right? When cops are scared, that's not necessarily always a good thing. Um, it just, you know, a lot of police training is based on being afraid and then using deadly force if you are afraid. So it's just a thing to think about. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making any like commentary here. I'm just saying, yeah, cops seem really scared and that can be good. It also can be dangerous. I'm now going to talk a bit about solidarity actions because, you know, not everyone's able to go to Atlanta, even if, even if they would like to go to Atlanta to help, to help participate. Some people just aren't able to. But that doesn't mean people are unable to assist in the movement. Uh, I'm going to do a little quote from Unicorn Riot. Quote, In recent weeks, autonomous attacks in solidarity with efforts to defend the Atlanta forest have occurred throughout the country, according to a website that tracks such actions. One repeated target has been Atlas Technical Consultants, the parent company of Long Engineering, a subcontractor of the Cop City Project, which had its windows of its office smashed in Albany, New York, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and its building tagged with the graffiti in Highland, Indiana. The website also received reports of attacks on Bank of America, which donates money to the police foundations across the country, including the Atlanta Police Foundation. Attacks were reported in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Portland, and Minneapolis. Unquote. And I'm going to just go through a list of solidarity actions that have happened in May and now up into June. Most of these were posted on scenes.noblogs. Uh, that seems to be the main site for anonymously posting communiques or report backs. You can find guidance to how to do so with more internet security on websites like scenes and websites like Warrior Up. So anyway, here's just a list of little communiques that have been released related to solidarity actions that have taken place in the past month. Quote, On the evening of May 10th, I smashed seven windows at the office building where the northeast offices of Atlas are located in Albany, New York. I also tagged, Atlas, stop destroying the Atlanta forest. Destroying hundreds of acres of forest during the sixth greatest mass extinction of species to build a police training facility following one of the largest anti-police uprisings in decades is fucking disgusting. With this vandalism, I urge Atlas to do the right thing and to drop any contracts with Brassfield and Gorey and the Cop City Project. During the week of action, the Brassfield and Gorey corporate HQ in Birmingham, Alabama was targeted, according to a strongly worded anonymous statement published on scenes. The report back reads, quote, On the morning of the 13th, the windows and glass doors to the Brassfield and Gorey corporate HQ were smashed. The words, drop cop city or else, were spray-painted on the windows. Paint was applied to the front sign. Let it serve as a warning to the executives at Brassfield and Gorey. We know where you work and we know where you sleep. Your houses could be next. Keith Johnson, Miller George, James Gorey. You will drop this contract eventually. Why wait to see how far we'll go? In solidarity with the struggle in Atlanta. Unquote. And then just a few days ago, uh, construction offices in Pennsylvania were hit. Uh, the communique was short and sweet, just reads, quote, Door, window smashed, and building tagged at the northeast office of Atlas Technical Consultants at 2126 Fillmore Avenue in Erie, Pennsylvania. Stop Cop City. Defend the Atlanta forest and forests everywhere. 
A few days ago, on May 31st, there was a massive police mobilization involving helicopters and a road checkpoint around the Atlanta forest at the proposed Cop City site. According to reports, Atlanta Police Department accompanied Long Engineering, who seemingly were surveying for a perimeter fence. No arrests were reported. Long Engineering, as we've stated, is owned by Atlas Technical Consultants and is currently being contracted by Brassfield & Gorey, the Atlanta Police Foundation's general contractor. The Stop Reeves Young campaign released a statement discussing the events of the past few days. Quote, On May 31st and June 1st, Brassfield & Gorey subcontractor Long Engineering entered the old Atlanta prison farm with chainsaws and heavy machinery. They are cutting down trees in order to build a fence around the zone. This is where the police foundation believes they will build the Cop City training compound. They hope to prevent the community from seeing what they are doing. Long Engineering, owned by a man named Shepard Long of Kensaw, Georgia, has already participated in destructive acts in the South River Forest. For this, they have become the object of a nationwide pressure campaign by activists and communities organizing to oppose police militarization and climate change. Long is a subsidy of Atlas Technical Consultants. If activists and community members can convince Brassfield and Gorey to drop their contract with the Atlanta Police Foundation, the project could lose funding and fall apart. Brassfield and Gorey uses many subcontractors to do their projects, including Atlas Technical Consultants, subsidy Long Engineering. By encouraging Long Engineering to drop the contract with Brassfield and Gorey, we encourage Brassfield and Gorey to drop their contract with Cop City. Climate collapse and police militarization are not abstract processes that nobody can stop. They happen because of observable and preventable reasons. If you care about police brutality, if you want to stop climate change, this is your chance to do something. Unquote. And I do think there are a lot of signs that people actually can make actual impacts. Uh, at the last community stakeholder advisory meeting, Atlanta Assistant Police Chief Darren Schneerbaum said that construction plans could be, quote, delayed or deferred because of the actions of a very few, unquote, and said that this is why police agencies are working to, quote, address criminal protests very quickly so it doesn't get into that realm, unquote. And on the day I record this, which is June 2nd, earlier this morning, uh, two police chased forest defenders into the woods near a worksite and found a camp. Ten force defenders confronted and surrounded a bulldozer that was in the woods, resulting in a work stoppage. Uh, on a communique released online at Scenes, read, quote, Work stopped today, Thursday, June 2nd, as a group of ten force defenders confronted a bulldozer in the forest just west of the Juvie today. Force defenders launched rocks and fireworks, yelling, Get the fuck out of the woods, as the machine was attacked. Four to five workers, likely with long engineering, hid behind the bulldozer while one Atlanta police officer stood idly with his hands on his hips. Force defenders retreated into the woods, howling, no arrests were made. We call upon anyone who wants to defend the forest and stop Cop City to support the struggle by sowing chaos along the perimeter. Plan a slow-moving car caravan on Constitution Road or a rally at the Juvie. Workers and pigs, we repeat— Stay the fuck out of the woods, unquote. And also today, a new timeline was released detailing the construction plans for Cop City. The Atlanta Police Foundation plans to begin cutting down massive swaths of trees in about two weeks. The clearing is planned for nearly 90% of the 400-acre property. 
So deforestation seems to be just two weeks away now, based on the full site plans that are viewable online. I will link the plans in the show notes, along with the Stop Reeves Young campaign, which details ways to assist, like call-in campaigns and random stuff that is maybe more possible from afar. But the Stop Cop City project is going to continue all throughout the summer and seems to have no sign of cooling down. It is only, it is only heating up. As the summer gets hotter, so will the stuff in the forest, in more ways than one. But anyway, that does it for us today. You can check out StopReevesYoung.com for the calling campaign and for the list of, quote, evildoers that are working to deforest sections of the Atlanta South River Forest. You can go to scenes.noblogs.org to read communiques and report backs, and I'll put links for the Atlanta Solidarity Fund in the description as well. See you on the other side. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at highthenumber5casino.com. High Five Casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails done. Outfit stunner. And my skin I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.